0: Well, there's extra podcast following Purdue's convincing 70 to 51 victory over Wisconsin, and the, the score was much more lopsided than what the final uh, final results say. I mean, Purdue really um, got after the Badgers early, uh, and then it just kind of went from there. Part of it's playing at home. Part of it is coming off the Illinois loss. Uh, I'm sure there's other parts to it, but uh, all in all, uh, good night for the Boilermakers as they rebound after the Illinois loss, snap a two-game losing streak overall, uh, move a little bit closer to 500 in the Big Ten. Um, I just kind of feel better about where they're at uh, right now uh, going into next week, which to me is probably a pivotal week for uh, for them. Uh, two road games. Uh, you, you've got a you got a split at the worst. Uh, they need a sweep, to be honest. Uh, but you, you live with a split in that. Uh, but yeah, they they now have a little bit of momentum. They feel better about themselves going in uh, to to next week. But um, you know, with with this game, to me, it was all about uh, Evan Boudreaux getting a start because. Matt Painter said afterwards that during practice he was the guy that was playing the hardest. Him and Mason Gillis. Well, Mason Gillis is not going to play because he's redshirting. So you had to. Painter had to. Painter went with Boudreaux in the starting lineup, and uh, it paid off. It paid off really early. Uh, you know, if you watch the game or you're going to read about the game, you know his. To me, his two offensive rebounds. Uh, in the probably with. Um, less than three minutes gone in the game. He had two offensive rebounds on Purdue's uh, possession. Kept the ball alive. Uh, His second offensive rebound led to a Matt Harms three-pointer, which tied the game at five, and Purdue kind of took off from there. And uh, They led, uh, I believe, ten to five, maybe ten to seven, but then things really started getting rolling, and before you know it, Purdue was up nine, then they were up 11, and then they were up a whole bunch uh, in the in the first half, and and the game was the game was over. But Boudreaux's uh, passion on the on the glass uh, led to Purdue out rebounding Wisconsin by 26. That's unheard of, really. I mean, that that's just an amazing number to to out rebound any team in the Big Ten. But to out rebound Wisconsin, which ha- has lived in that area code as far as rebounding and toughness and physicality and playing hard and all that stuff, for them to get out rebounded by 26, um, it shows, you know, it, it, I think it tells us a lot about Purdue's mindset in this game. Uh, Tells us a little bit about where Wisconsin mine was for this game, but you know that doesn't happen against you know two programs that are traditionally upper echelon of the Big Ten. You don't see that very much at all. I think the last time Purdue had a, I think it was Purdue's biggest margin of rebounding um, against a Big Ten team since they uh, since they rebounded Rutgers by 40. Does that sound right? Or 30? I think it was 40 back in 2016. And Rutgers wasn't very good back then. So you're going to... And Purdue, was, Purdue had some rebounders on that team. But to do that against Wisconsin, which already has two road wins in the big Ten, which puts them above other teams when it comes to uh, playing on the road and winning on the road. But to do that by 26 it just really it speaks to where Purdue's mind was at in this game. Now you're you're also coming off a game where Purdue was out-rebounded uh, by 18, I believe, against Illinois. And Illinois is just a bad matchup for Purdue. You know, and Illinois, you know, and remember Illinois went into Wisconsin and won. Uh, but that, you know, that's how things change in this league. Uh, what you see one night is not what you see the next. Uh, it, it's hard to to say something definitive about a team uh, or where they're headed because you just don't know what's going to happen the next time what you see it when a team like Purdue plays at home you know I mean you know they're not going to go to Rutgers and win by 19 and you know they're not going to go to Rutgers and not rebound Rutgers by 26. But if you can take a small piece of that on, on the road with you, then you're going to stay in that game a whole lot longer than you have in other road games. Maryland, Illinois uh, come to mind. So, I mean, that's, that's the magic formula there is just taking a small piece of whatever you do at home and take it on the road with you and try to figure out a way to win. I, mean, that's, I think that's where things stand with Purdue right now. But we get off track just a little bit, as we always do on the podcast. But, you know, Boudreaux was just simply terrific tonight. He just really was. You know, Matt, I thought Matt Harms said it best after the game. He said he, he, he outplayed everybody on the floor. And he did. I mean, he was he was the bar. He was the standard uh, for this game. And his teammates couldn't even come up to where he was from, a, from an energy level and a hustle level and his ability to – to dive on the floor for for loose balls or rebounds, uh, just keep keep those possessions alive to give Purdue another chance. His his seven offensive rebounds went back and figured this up. His seven offensive rebounds led directly to twelve points for Purdue. Purdue had nineteen second chance points. Boudreaux's offensive rebounds led to twelve points. Um, that's uh that's pretty good. His uh. His, uh, you know, when players got an offensive re- when when he got an offensive rebound, and then Purdue attempted a shot. I think I think the team was five for seven shooting after he got an offensive rebound. So um, it was a pretty pretty good night for for him, and getting the first start of his Purdue career. Also came on the Hammer Down Cancer game, which, I mean, I I think people are pretty familiar with his story. It's been written about a lot. I wrote about it uh, on JC Online leading into the game about how his dad dealt with uh, uh, some cancer issues uh, back when he was a freshman at Dartmouth. And, you know, one thing has led to another where they all got the tattoos. And I know Nathan Baird, who used to work for us, wrote that story. Other people have written that story, but this was kind of a special night for Evan Boudreaux because of um, the hammer down cancer game, what it meant uh, to him and his family. He said it, you know, it means a little bit more, and so you maybe you go out and fight a little bit more for that. So it was a good night for him to get to start and to do what he did. And I, you know, he set the tone. He he made sure uh, he made sure Purdue was. Was ready, uh, excuse me, ready to go in this one, and there, you know, other contributions were. I mean, I, Isaiah Thompson's getting more and more comfortable uh, in his role, coming off the bench, um, and we're going to write about him a little bit going into the Rutgers game. But he, he looks a little bit more uh, accustomed to what he should be doing. You know, this is game 20 for Purdue uh, against Rutgers against Wisconsin, uh, so. Uh, he should be a little bit more comfortable in what he's doing. And, you know, I thought Wisconsin kind of left him alone too much tonight, and he had some open threes. You know, and some of those, I, one of, I know one of those, I think one of the threes came off an offensive rebound. But, you know, he just seems to, you know, he seems to get into the game, and then he gets into the game early. He doesn't wait for the game to come to him. I think he's he's more on the attack than what he was at the earl- earlier in the season, and that's that's understandable. You you know you're a freshman, you're just trying to figure it out. Uh, but you know o- overall, Purdue played pretty good defense. Um, Wisconsin only scored 15 points in the first half, which is uh, season low for them, uh, and it's the lowest Purdue has held an opponent in the first half this season. Yeah, remember Virginia had 17. Uh, when they uh when they were here in um, December <coughs> excuse me and uh Northwestern had 16 but Purdue only led by 6 in that game they were on, they were up 22-16 man was that a a bad half of basketball there back uh in in early December when Purdue started the Big Ten season uh but so i mean i, I thought Purdue defensively was kind of dialed in and You know, Wisconsin was coming off a game where it hit uh, 18 three-pointers against Nebraska. Well, you kind of knew that wasn't going to happen against Purdue at Mackey Arena. You know, they go 0 for 8 in the first half, and I think they missed their first 11. They ended up probably respectable uh, 7 of 22, but all the late three-pointers did was the margin down from 28 uh, to 19. Uh, it made the score look a little bit better than than what it was. But um, yeah, you know, by no means do you write off Wisconsin after this, and by no means do you do you pump up Purdue to a point where you know now they're going to get on a you know a long run. Uh, they've yet to show the consistency that needs to be shown in a ba- <clears throat> in a basketball season, and we're you know we're 20 games in. There's not that many left. There's 11 regular season games left, and then you have the tournament. Uh, There's still time to find it, but you kind of keep hoping with this team that the game like Michigan State would have kind of been a springboard, or you know the game tonight will be a springboard. And I I just don't think you can say that. Uh, I just I think it's really hard to make those kind of sweeping statements about this team right now until they go out and prove that they can put together back-to-back games or put together three consecutive games. You know, I thought I thought they had started to turn the corner just a little bit after the first Illinois loss where they went to double overtime at Michigan. And then they come back and, and beat Michigan State. But... Then they had a week off, and then they got off to such a horrible start at Maryland, and then the the second Illinois game here, and now you have this. So I mean, this this team is still kind of, you know, what do you what do you really think is going to happen when they go to Rutgers on Tuesday night? I I really don't know. I mean, Rutgers is really good at home, like all the other Big Ten teams, but they're in, I I believe they're. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I believe they're undefeated at home overall, not just in the Big Ten, but overall. And it's a it's a, it's a really good team. And if you caught the Iowa game uh, between Rutgers and Iowa uh, the other night, uh, Iowa seemed to have control of that game late, but then Rutgers came back and I believe they um, they took a brief lead before Iowa got the lead back and 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 got the win. So Purdue, you know, Purdue really has a difficult game on Tuesday. It's on the road. It's against against a team that is playing really well at home, and and it's a team that is playing with a lot of confidence, and they have some players that can break you down defensively uh, that I believe is going to cause Purdue uh, some problems uh, Tuesday night. But, you know, uh, this was kind of a must win for Purdue tonight against Wisconsin because you didn't want to, suffer another loss that would have been three in a row suffer another home loss which Purdue's been so good at home that you don't want to show a crack in that armor that all of a sudden you're, you're vulnerable at home and you can't win on the road that's a bad it's a bad 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 combination I, just, I think Purdue needed a win tonight and I think it helped that it's a convincing win just to pick themselves up now that they go on the road they do so with a little bit of confidence but at some point that confidence has to carry over into um, a better performance on the road than what we've seen and if it doesn't happen this next week then I I think you really start to question whether it'll happen at all Um, and I again they worst case scenarios you need to come out with a split But ideally, I mean, Purdue needs to win both, I think, to get above 500 in the league um, and to give themselves um, to to lessen the margin for error as you get into February. Because February is going to be an important month. It's an important month for everyone. Uh, The Big Ten usually does a good job of scheduling games in February that have a lot of meaning. And you have a, a lot of your heavyweight matchups coming up. Uh, in, in the month, uh, because football's over, so college basketball kind of takes center stage. And you know, don't think some of these games that you're going to see in February were just randomly spit out by a computer. It, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that way all the time. There's a lot of games that are just. We want this game here. Like I think Purdue and Indiana probably will fall during ESPN's rivalry week, which it always does, and it should. Uh, but there's other games that you're probably going to see um, that you know gonna have uh, ramifications as far as the the Big Ten title is concerned anyway it should be an interesting month of February's gonna be an interesting week for Purdue uh, overall as um, they try to get themselves in a position to make February matter for them and and make uh, um, know try to get try to get something out of the season from a uh, standpoint of getting in the NCAA tournament uh and that's you know that's the standard for this team and that's what is the standard for the program and it should be a standard uh for this team but um you know convincing win tonight I, I think against a good Wisconsin team uh Wisconsin team that I, I I think is is still going to do some pretty good things as uh we get through the season, and you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count them out of anything. But also, Purdue probably needed this a little bit more than Wisconsin, I think. Uh, but this was the start of a three-game stretch for Wisconsin, where um, I think they got Iowa on Monday night, and I think, uh, I think they get Michigan State again next week. So, you know, this is kind of a crucial time for them as they play some heavyweights, and uh, they did not pass their first test. Uh, <clears throat> in this stretch, but you know Purdue picked itself up after the the lost Illinois and now is uh now we'll see what happens Tuesday and again I it's just so hard to make any kind of sweeping judgments uh, about this team and what it may do I just you I think you just Purdue got a win against Wisconsin and you move on to Rutgers and we'll see what we see and then they'll play northwestern um you know, but you know, I think they're overdue to get a win on the road. Uh, whether that happens Tuesday or it happens Saturday at Northwestern, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at predicting games, although I should. This is my, this is my business, but you know, I'm not. I don't bat 100% in, in that area. But again, I, you know, I think, again, I think they feel better about themselves and, and, and what they're doing and what they were able to, do, to do tonight. Now, if you can get some of that just to carry over to the road, you know, I think, you know, I, I think February could be interesting for them. But if it doesn't carry over, if none of this carries over to the road, then February is going to be just like January, where you're going to have some ups, you're going to have more downs, uh, then you're going to hit March in a in a position where you're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament, and that you're going to have to to make a run in the Big Ten tournament to to maybe to maybe sneak in or maybe having forced to win the Big Ten tournament in order to get uh, to the NCAA. But good night for Evan Boudreau. Good night for Isaiah Thompson. Good night for Purdue. Rebounding, uh, just a good night overall for for Purdue. And the one play I didn't mention was Nojo Eastern's block in the first half on Micah Porter, uh, or Potter. And, you know, Boudreau picked up the, the rebound, but then <laughs> gave it back to Eastern, and he, he, he got – he, he went all the way down at the end of the floor and shot a, a jump shot right-handed, uh, kind of got the crowd into it again. I think he gave Purdue a, a double-digit lead at that point, but Purdue needed some transition baskets, something they didn't get against Illinois, but they got a few more of those tonight uh, against Wisconsin. So you rebound well, you get transitioned, and your offense looks uh, a little bit better. And th- those, are so, those are some of the keys that Purdue needs to do night in and night out. And we'll see if that carries over till Tuesday. Appreciate you checking in. Uh, subscribe. Uh, tell your friends and neighbors, loved ones, enemies, whomever you want to. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Make a perfect gift uh, for Valentine's Day would be the Boilers Extra podcast. And if you have questions, comments, uh, you, you can do one of two things. You can hit me up on Twitter, Carmen underscore JC. Or approach me in the bathroom as someone did uh, Friday night and tell tell me that they enjoy my podcast even though there's a lot of rambling involved. So that wasn't awkward at all, was it? I didn't catch the guy's name. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> so maybe next time, the next home game, when I'm uh, in the bathroom, you can tell me who you, who you are and then we can have an actual conversation. Anyway, again, rambling is my specialty. Uh, Have a good day, and uh, uh, Purdue Back in Action Tuesday at Rutgers, and uh, we'll do it all again after that. Thanks for listening.